0: You looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host Ryan James Miller. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Excellence Mindset podcast. So, I'm doing something a little bit different uh, on this episode than I have traditionally done. Uh, So many of you know that uh, by the time this goes live, about a week ago. I was fortunate enough to, uh, to be in Las Vegas for a conference around a workplace benefits and healthcare and share a keynote titled, Building a Brand That Builds Itself. And thankfully, I received a lot of great feedback from that keynote I had a friend that was able to capture it for me, and while the audio is not necessarily up to the quality that I would have loved, I think that the principles will be super beneficial to people like yourself that are listening to my podcast, that are striving to be the very best that they can be in their industry, in their life, thinking about mindset and values and habits and performance. So I'm going to go ahead and just share that with you here on the podcast this week, Um, and so it will cut right in where uh, the audio picks up, but I hope you enjoy it. I'd love to hear your feedback and more from me at the end. So for now, enjoy building a brand that builds itself from Workplace Benefits Mania 2019 in Las Vegas. Stephen Covey, one of the most popular books he's written is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of Stephen Covey's seven habits is this idea of beginning with the end in mind. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And more importantly, who do you want to be? Again, as I think about this industry of healthcare, and I've only been exposed to the healthcare industry for about five years, but as I think about this industry specifically, we have such a huge opportunity. We have a huge opportunity to change the trajectory that this country is on. We have become one of the sickest nations in the world. And yet we have at our disposable, disposal more innovation, more information, and more financial resources than anybody else out there. We have a responsibility to do something great. But are we, or are are we so caught up quoting and rating, chasing commissions, looking for different ways to set up self-funded plan designs, to implement direct primary care because that's the new buzz of the day? I mean, those things are all really important, and we can't let those things go. But even now, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to become something better than that. I want to challenge you to be somebody that truly makes a change in this country and in this world for the health of the people that are dying every single day as the result, more often than not, of correctable, treatable diseases. So hopefully, that's your end as I think about my end, I'm living it. More than anything in life, all I wanna do is to be able to create create opportunities for people to be the best version of themselves. To achieve success like they have never thought imaginable. And to help them do that, to overcome their challenges, to strengthen their strengths, to work with them in those ways. You must begin with the end in mind if you ever desire, desire to do anything great. And it's again, as you think about your own personal brand and where you want to go, you have to think about where you're going. But how do we do this? We've all gone through vision and value statements. You probably have one for your organization. Maybe you've done this on your own. You've taken some Strengths Finders tests or the Colby test or Myers Briggs or the DISC assessment. I mean, you've done all these things. Probably all of them. but have they affected great change in your life, in your business? So for me, one of the greatest ways for us to begin to understand where we want to go and who we want to be is to reflect. And oftentimes, some of the best ways to reflect is the times when we feel like we are just at the bottom, when we've experienced some sort of tragedy, some sort of hurt, some sort of heartache, some sort of obstacle that we we, we weren't sure we were ever going to get through or get over, and then one day, we were able to push past it, and we reflect back on what got us to that point and how we got through it. This next slide is literally one of the reasons why I hate this city. On October 1st, 2017, my wife was sitting right here in the front row, myself and five of our friends were here in the city in the crowd at Route 91 when the mass shooting took place. And it wasn't just that moment, because I can relive some of those moments. Look at my wife. I can relive some of those moments so vividly of gunshots raining, of laying on top of my wife, praying that I would not have to take a bullet for her. That's not even the worst of it. The worst of it is, of those people in that photo, the second from the right, her name is Nicole Camara. And Nicole was one of the 58 that was killed at the And I hope that you already are thinking about what that does to a person. I mean, it just rips your heart out. It just ravages your mind. And you begin to think so many crazy things. And one of the things that first came to my mind is, what the hell am I going to do with my life now? Because clearly, for some reason, God preserved my life. He saw fit for me to continue. But I couldn't let that moment go to waste. Up to that point, I'd taken a job with a client. I'd been a coach and consultant for years. i had taken a job with a client, and while things weren't wonderful, they weren't um, terrible either, and I just started thinking to myself, do I really want to be sitting in an office all day, every single day? Do I really want to be told how to run my business? Do I really want to be told what's right and what's wrong? I mean, I'm not right all the time, but when I am right, and I'm convicted to it, I want to be able to do it. And the more I thought, the more I pondered those moments, the more I considered the opportunity that I was given to continue to live my life, when even in that moment, 58 people were not, What was I gonna do with myself? What was I gonna do to become something great? And I need you to know right now, I'm not telling you this story to emotionally charge you up to go out and do something. Because if you know me, if you follow me on LinkedIn, if you see anything that I write or say or speak about, I'm gonna tell you something right now, motivation sucks. Motivation is garbage. Because guess what, I can get you fired up, and I'm sure that I can make a few of you cry, I can make some of you laugh, I can make one of you decide to do something that you've never done before. But guess what, you're gonna go back to normal life. And when you fail that time, you're gonna feel worse than you did before you even walked in here. Motivation does not work. As a matter of fact, shortly after this event took place, I I was contacted by every media source known to man. I mean, when Anderson Cooper's team picks up the phone to call you, you kind of feel like, for a second, you're important. And yet, I thought, man, what an amazing opportunity for me to finally get up on stage and speak at TED. Something that I've wanted to do my whole life, adult life. And I reached out to the organizer, I had him in, had a wonderful opportunity, I applied,
1: I was in, right? I mean, what a
0: story. And the organizer respectfully, very respectfully, this was not bad on him at all, responded back to me. And he said to me, you know what, Ryan? I said, I'm really sorry. He said, but inspiration by tragedy is dead on the speaking circuit. And it is. We've all heard these stories a million times over. Don't go look for inspiration. Don't go look for motivation. As a matter of fact, once I thought through his response to me, what he had said, and what I was going for, I thought, you know what, he's so right. Because my moment, though unique maybe in experience, it's not too different from what everybody else has gone through in life. We're all experiencing our own tragedy, our own hurt, our own heartache. What's different about me is what I decided to do with it. I decided to do something about it. I decided to do everything that I could to be as successful as I possibly could by contributing to the people that were around me. And so as I turned the new year, I decided to do something that was just crazy in my own mind and crazy to many people. I'm a coach and I scrapped my goals in 2019. I don't have any goals. Zero, none, they all went away. Because guess what? Who cares? Like we set all these arbitrary goals, we think we have opportunities to meet them, and 99.9% of the time, guess what? You're setting a goal that you don't even have control over anyway. Like, how many people in here, real quick? Crowd participation is required. How many people in here have a financial goal either tied to the amount of income you want to earn this year or the number of sales that you want to generate this year? Come on, be honest. Okay? How many of you are willing to put your life on the line for the fact that that goal is actually going to be met? I want to talk to you afterwards. Everybody else that was honest in here, we're going to talk about what it means to not tell the truth. So, so. What I want you to understand is is we are putting so much stock into a number or into a goal and we have little to no control over whether that customer is going to buy from us or not. Like, do you realize the weight that you're putting into something that you have little to no control over? And so here's what I did. I'm picking up my cell phone for a reason. I decided to think through who I was as a person. And here's what I wrote down. I decided to start with, this is great for you, by the way, if you want to think through how you're going to do this for yourself. I started off by deciding who I was. Who am I? And here's my 7 i I'm a Christian. I'm a husband. And by the way, to me, the order matters. I'm a father. I'm a friend. I'm a pastor. I'm an athlete. I can talk to you about that one later. And I'm a business leader. I had to first set the foundation for myself as to who I was as an individual. And if you know me well enough to know, and there's a few people in this room, my wife being the first of the bunch, would know that I do everything that I can to live by those those things, because that's who I am. But it goes farther than that. Then I had to decide if I'm going to throw my goals out the window, what am I, I going to push myself towards this year? What am I going to do? And so I decided to choose three words, value, generosity, and passion. Everything that I was going to do with the rest of my year, and I hope the rest of my life, is going to come by way of those three values. Those three words, value, generosity, and passion. And then how was I going to control that? Like, what was I going to do to ensure that that was happening every single day? Day in and day out. Week in and week out. That I could continue to produce this life that I wanted to produce for myself. And so I wrote down habits that I wanted to ensure that I committed to on a day in and day out basis. I read every day. Bible first, current events, books, and other things. I work out at least five days a week. I sleep a minimum of seven hours a night. I meditate 10 minutes per day. I make good food choices. I date my wife twice per week. I save or invest a minimum amount of money every single month. I give a minimum amount of money every single month. I create high-value content five days per week for business owners and salespeople, and I invest into myself through personal and professional development. Identity values, and habits, Trump, not the president, they overcome. They are far better than any goal that you will ever set for yourself. They will last when motivation fails. They will continue to drive you when your inspiration dwindles. Because as as charged up as you think you are, there's a guy in this room that I'm not going to call out today but he's one of the most driven professionals that I know. Some of you are like, God, look at me. And yet, there are days when it's just off, When it's just hard to get up out of bed. Because the door got slammed in my face too hard the night before. But if I continue to reflect back on who I am and what's important to me, and then the habits that align with who I am and what's important to me, I'll never fail. I mean, it's not that those 10 things that I wrote down, I don't, I don't crush those things every single week. Like, have we gone on a date twice, twice this month? Oh, we have. <laughs> Actually, Vegas counts. We went on one last night, so tonight again. So we're going to do more than that this month. I don't do that. I'm not amazing every single day as much as i like to think so. But I continue to go back to those things. And so then you say to me, well, h- how does this have anything to do with my brand? I hope you're not completely clueless that at this point that here's some things to consider. Your brand. I'm gonna go through these because we're winding down. And I can keep talking forever, because I don't just speak, I told you I'm also a pastor, and so I could speak for hours. No joke. Uh, So as we think about our brand, here's a couple of things that I want you to consider. So we all have an idea, right, of of our, our own brand, how the world sees us, how our customers see us, how our friends and our family see us, we are our own brand. And let me tell you something right now. Your brand has an opportunity to be more powerful than the brand of the organization that you work for. As I work with organizations, consulting with them on this very thing, I tell them all the time, quit investing money into your organization's brand and start investing money into your individual's brands. You've got an army of people that work for you, that will market you in ways that you could never market on your own. Because your brand is what? It's personal. People want to do business with people that they know, like, and trust. That's being personal. And so as you think about your brand, when you've worked through your identity, when you've worked through your values, when you've worked through those habits, then you can start to think about your brand. Always going back, those three things, by the way. The first thing that you want to think about is, are you professional? I mean, this is one of the most highly compensated industries in the world. And I am appalled at times to see the way that people carry themselves. Appalled. You are a professional. Act like one. Speak like one. Carry yourself like one. Like, we are in a world in which social media is here, right? You must know that people can see you when you do some of the things that you do on social media. And yet, the unprofessional way in which people carry themselves on a business platform like LinkedIn is absurd to me. You don't have to wear a suit and tie. You don't have to be in your Sunday vest all the time. Like, do you? Frank, he was just sitting right here, he ran out when I said something offensive, but like, you see Frank, and he is very professionally put together, and the dude's in high tops, jeans, and a shirt that just shows how jacked he is, right? But that's his brand, and it's professional, and he carries himself well in the process. You would never look at Frank, because you were afraid of him, but even beyond that, you would never look at Frank and say to yourself, like, dude, you're not a professional guy, Some of you, it's because you're afraid, that's okay. But it's true, right? Like, let's be professional. You're paid well. People trust you. You're dealing with high-level CFOs and CEOs and COOs. Carry yourself in such a way. Please, do you look at the part that you should look? Beyond that, are you proficient? I was talking to my wife as we were walking through that enormous, highly entertaining uh, law conference that's going on down the hall. Like, could you imagine some of the stuff they're going through in there? I could just like, I want to die. And yet, there are topics, not at this conference, but at others, that are so boring. And if you think you need to go sit in on them because you need to consume more information. Quit consuming so much information. You don't need to know anymore to go add value to the clients that you're trying to serve. Oftentimes, proficiency is more around the way that you carry yourself. Your mindset, your heart, your attitude, and the posture towards the audience that you're trying to serve. Please, stop consuming information for the sake of information's sake. so much more about the right way of thinking and the right way of acting. And people can see that. And lastly, this one for me, by the way, used to say um, productivity, because three Ps, it was really easy for everybody to remember, but I hated that one. I just got over it because everybody was talking about it, like if you're not productive, you don't deserve to be in business. But I changed to this because I really wanted people to see how important this was. In this industry, maybe more than ever. Are you value driven? Trying really hard to not bash some of the things that I see happening in this industry, but I'm just gonna be honest for a second, okay? So I apologize in advance. We can have this conversation later. I care about you. But if you ever make a decision that negatively affects one of your clients for the sake of your own compensation, you deserve to be out of business. I consult with clients, and I see this happen all day long. And I will fire clients that I'm consulting with if I see this happening. As a matter of fact, I had a guy call me up one day. I was coaching him, also consulting for his agency. And I was coaching him, and he called me one day, and he was pissed off. And he said to me, he says, he goes, I, just, I, he goes, I don't know what to do with myself. He says, I had an opportunity for my client that only has like a $2 million uh, uh, total health care spend or medical spend He said, I had an opportunity to save my client almost $200,000, right? That is a game changer for a business of that size. He says, but I can't do it. I'm like, well, why can't you do it? Like, that's absurd to me. He said, because, he said, my agency said that if I move the business on that voluntary line to another voluntary line, I lose my carrier bonus. What? And yet she's nodding her head. Because she knows that this crap happens all day long. All the time. I understand. You're in a hard spot. I understand. You have to put food on the table for yourself and your family and anybody else. Do that. Be successful. Make a lot of money. But in the process, don't drive other people into the ground. Add value to their life. Add value to their business. Again, going all the way back to what I said at the beginning, we have an opportunity to make this country healthy. But if you're making decisions based upon compensation, we will never do that. Add value. Don't ask for the business. If you continue to add enough value to the audience that you are in front of, guess what? They will come begging for you to do business with them. I am nobody. I am nothing in the world of all of the people out there that are consulting with high-performing individuals and industry-leading organizations, and yet, for the last 18 months, ever since the tragedy that I went through and the correction that I've had in my own life, in which I thought I had it together before, by the way, ever since that time, I have done nothing but continue to add value to every person I've come into contact with. And it blows me away that people are inviting me to do business with them. I'm regularly getting invitations. Hey, can we talk about you coming in to coach me or to consult with my organization? I'm not asking them. Go follow me on LinkedIn. If you're not, there's my one pitch for the day. Go follow me on LinkedIn and you will see I will not ask anybody for anything. I will not sell online. I just will not do it. But I will continue to be me to the very best of my ability. My brand and my integrity mean that I must do that. But as a result of doing that, I'm getting business like I never have before. If you want to compete with the powerhouses in your industry, the powerhouses in your region, be yourself and be the best version of yourself and add value like you never have before. You have ways and means to do things that will just change their life forever. Do that, connect them with other people. Add value. Don't take I hope this matters. Not because I said it. Because most of you don't know me. And you don't trust a single thing that I'm saying right now other than just some guy that's got up here and got a little bit emotionally charged or a lot emotionally charged. And he's just yelling at you to do things. And yet that's just who I am. But you have a huge opportunity in front of you. We are in the greatest time as it relates to the opportunities that have been put in front of us by just being ourselves. And my challenge for you is to be yourself, to use the tools and resources that are available to you. You have huge opportunity. Please, please take that. And lastly, if you want to connect with me, and here's my commitment to you, by the way, because I can't go back on the words that I just preached for the last 30 minutes, right? You text to that number, you text the word MANIA19 to 44222, we'll connect, I will never, ever, 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 ever ask you for a doll. If I do, unsubscribe and tell everybody else that that I'm a liar. I bet there's few people that are willing to tell you that. I will do everything that I can to help you become the very best in your industry. To contribute in any way that I possibly can, to connect you to anybody that I possibly know. Because the better this industry gets, the better this world gets, and we will see problem solved like we've never seen problem solved before. Thank you guys so much.